Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Chris with the Future Tech Podcast. My guests today are Ollie Patterson, with fintech finance and amelie adas and uh welcome welcome to you both thank you for hey, having us, awesome ali let's uh let's start with you tell us about your background uh my uh my background is a bit, a bit of a, a a weird one i actually um i'm actually from a film production background um a couple of feature films a lot of student films and i ended up uh well running uh fintech finance is uh an amazing magazine and a TV channel, but it's basically an opportunity to go around the world and chat to some of the best and brightest in uh, in, in fintech. Very nice. And um, Amelie, what, what about your background? Um, so uh, my background is in marketing. So I've been graduated in marketing and went straight away into an agency, uh, which uh, I'm now director of. Uh, so it's a Adastra Marketing based in the UK, and we are uh, specializing in fintech and payments. Hence, why I use the amazing magazine Fintech Finance as my Excellent. bedside table read. <laughs> nice. So, how did the two of you meet? Oh, we were doing some work with uh, AV, um, the pay- payments provider, and uh, it was actually um, for the conference Money 2020 Europe. I was putting on a thing called the payments race, uh, which I, I don't think Money 2020 were quite expecting it when uh, when I sort of suggested it to them. But we had a group of people 
trying to get from London to Copenhagen using only one type of payment, i.e. one person only using card, one person only using cash, one person only using gold, uh, one person only using Bitcoin. And uh, Amelie basically said, I've got to get involved in, in, in this. I would love to try and uh, try and get involved with Bitcoin in the real world and figure out how to how to use crypto. Get me on on the next time you do a race. Very good. It was. <laughs> so what, what were some of the things that you you've learned along the way, Emily? Um, so I've done uh, I've, I've learned actually quite a lot about crypto because when um, Ali and I first had the conversation, he said, like, what payment method do you want? And I was like, well, just give me the most challenging one. And then he he said, okay, Bitcoin. And it's just after a few months after I agreed to do Bitcoin that Ali told me like, oh, do you know what happened to the last racer with Bitcoin? And he told me like, he never left London. Um, so I was really determined to move from point A to point B uh, with my Bitcoin and show that Bitcoin was nothing. So I've learned actually from scratch um, what Bitcoin was, what Bitcoin is, so Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Um, is basically digital cash and um, is used like peer to peer, so from an individual to another individual. And in the real world, um, back in October uh, 2017, when I did the first race from Toronto to Las Vegas, Bitcoin was not known so much. Well, it was it was getting there, but like it wasn't really mainstream, and a lot of people hadn't heard of Bitcoin. So uh, during my race was a case of really explaining what Bitcoin was and um, getting people uh, on board and like getting them like to accept my payment um, in exchange of services. And uh, in Asia at this time, it was much different because people had heard of Bitcoin. Now a lot of people, like you see like all these memes on the internet that say, um, now every workplace you're at, uh, there is a Bitcoin expert. Well, it's kind of true. Like there's uh, where in the US, I was not really able to find people after talking to 10 people, maybe like one by pure luck would be like, oh, yes, I've heard of Bitcoin. This time in Asia, all the people I've talked to, they knew of Bitcoin. Well, they didn't know the whole story, but they, they had heard of it. So, um, so that was uh, one big thing that um, I've learned is that from just October till March, the awareness has just grown very rapidly and things have changed uh, quite a lot uh, in terms of regulation and how it is accepting, accepted from one country to another, especially in Vietnam, <laughs> uh, because um, Bitcoin is banned in Vietnam and I was in Vietnam, so I could have faced legal um, repercussion in Vietnam uh, if I'd been caught uh, using Bitcoin there. Um, so I've learned not to go to Vietnam and use my Bitcoin. <laughs> Fair enough. I should, so, I should point out that uh, Emily was, was in was in Vietnam asking, oh, do you accept Bitcoin? Do you accept Bitcoin? She realized that Bitcoin had been uh, made illegal in Vietnam while stood in front of a Bitcoin ATM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting yeah. paradigm shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ali, oh, yeah. I'm interested to know uh, what what started this idea of the payments race. You know, I've got to give a, a shout out to uh, Ron Del Nevo, who runs the uh, the ATM Industry Association, as he's someone who's a big advocate of people using cash, and he's quite a uh, fire and brimstone. But at the same time, he's also very much people need to have uh, a choice when it comes to payment. 
I was was thinking of various ways to show that there isn't one payment to rule them all, that it is down to down to choice. But at the same time, I'm sure you get this, Chris, but there's lots of conferences, lots of people in the same circles talking about the same thing. And, and you get to a point where it's an echo chamber, whereas I really was quite keen to showcase something in the real world where actually the technology is second to society and it's down to the actual people themselves of what of what on mass they find the easiest to use and and what they trust and it, it's not not always um not not always what you not what you expect as well the first race bitcoin as amelie said didn't make it out of the out of the uh, out of the uk or out of london really whereas somebody who had uh, some gold uh, little gold bars managed to make it all the way to copenhagen just because people trusted in the value of of gold so it was yeah really showcased the variety of payments and to bring in that kind of society thing that in order to make a payment you got the technology you got the economic argument but you need you need society as well so in in terms of the gold that's something that we can we can see and touch it's physically present um, with with cryptocurrency, it's not the case. What what do you think will make uh, widespread adoption um, happen quicker? In in that sense, with with that limitation in mind. Um, with with cryptocurrency, um, there is so like the limitation are like really like at the moment you've got the volatility and everything. What I've seen from talking to merchants is that um, merchants can accept Bitcoin and they can reduce their risk. Their risk. I think like what we will see um, in the immediate like immediate from now to like the next few months, maybe maybe years. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, Merchant will use a processing platform such as Twinkle to uh, enable payment by via Bitcoin f- from the consumer, and then the platform will process directly um, using the the rate uh, at the time um, into fiat currency. So the merchant themselves don't hold any. Um, any risk they literally just is like another enabler uh, for them like it's another like payment method the same as like you would accept your you, you would accept dollar or any type of currency and you just being paid in pounds uh, but the value in pounds so I think this is what we're going to see uh, in the future then I think to make it like more mainstream you need to have the demand from the consumer to pay with a cryptocurrency. So I think like a lot of awareness and a lot of um, fun races, such as the race that Ali is doing, uh, show that cryptocurrency can be used and is something that is not just uh, as an investment that's been like put in the press and has been used uh, really with anything. It's, it's actually something that's got a lot of benefit. You've got the benefit of transacting transacting uh, from anywhere at any time with anyone with quite low uh, transaction fees so um, I think yeah I think like what it needs is like a push uh, push of like awareness and education like cryptocurrency is not something that has been like painted in the media as like very bad and like for criminals and all that like it's actually some it's, it's actually the future and then the merchant will follow by Either like using um, using processing platform, and then maybe in the future when they bring stable coins uh, or Coinflow, I've just launched um, actually uh, Bitcoin futures. 
So that would be uh, that would help with the volatility as well. Um, and then I think I think once all that has been done, uh, then we will see that cryptocurrency Ollie, will be used more mainstream. Ali, what are your what are your thoughts on on that as well? The the volatility factor to me is um, I think that's number one. The the merchants um, are are two. What are your thoughts on that? From my perspective, Bitcoin from its inception, I know Amelie's going to disagree with me. Um, it was never designed to be at scale in terms of actually as a transaction method. I, I personally view Bitcoin more as not as a digital currency, as a digital gold, i.e. a digital asset that various other things can be based on top of. For, for myself, I think things like Ripple and Ethereum have got well, they, they've got the the speed to actually make it as a currency or an, or, the, or an underlying technology behind a currency. Um, that's sort of my take on it. I, I think Bitcoin is at the point now where it's, it's at a scale where it's not going away, and it is a, a lot of banks have their gold reserves. I think they should be having their Bitcoin reserves because a it's a lot more environmentally friendly than gold. Um, I know Bitcoin gets a bit of a bad press for the environmental yeah. asset assets, but it's a lot more environmentally friendly than gold, and it's a, it's a solid asset that you well, it's a it's it's a relatively safe speaking asset to underpin a uh, a, a currency on. Ali, what do you think of Bitcoin Cash? Then my favorite question think, to everyone. <laughs> I th- I think it's like it's like Christianity. You uh, you have Christianity <laughs> and it spits into your Protestants and your Catholics. It then spits again because then there's Bitcoin Cash Original and Bitcoin Cash Plus. I I I see it that way that it's one of those things that could split that, that could potentially split again and again and again. But Bitcoin Cash I I would put under the same category really as like uh, Ethereum and Ripple. But that's just my um uh, that's uh, that, that's just my uh, uh my my opinion. I'm sure a lot of people out there would disagree with me. Yeah. Ali, what, one um, of the... uh, real quick, Ali, I wanted to ask about um, future payments races. What what do you have planned for those? Ooh, well, we've uh, we've now done three continents. Uh, the next one we, is actually going to be cross-continent. We're going to start in uh, just in Asia and uh, in Istanbul and make our way to Amsterdam to tie in with Money 2020 uh, over in Europe. And then we've got uh, two other ones, which we haven't fully decided the route, but we know that one's going to finish up in Vegas again, uh, and the other one's going to finish up in uh, Hangzhou in uh, in China. So uh, lots of lots of races, and the grand plan is next year do around the world. And I'm sure Amelie would love to try and go around the world using only Bitcoin. Definitely around the world, except for Vietnam, right? Uh, except Vietnam. <laughs> no, actually, okay. actually, I would get back to <laughs> Vietnam because you you know what? Although it's banned, I I've had a great time in Vietnam because people. It's banned, but they don't care. <laughs> they still want it. <laughs> so, but I'm just, I'm just not going to shout out and wear a T-shirt that say Bitcoin on the front, on the front, and Bitcoin in the back. I'm, not, I'm just going to keep a low profile. <laughs> so, so Ali, with with these uh, additional races, are you are you using the same uh, choices for payments, or are you adding additional choices? I, th- I think we're going to mix it up a bit. I mean, I, I would quite like to see uh, a, v- a variety of cryptos. Um, Rather than just uh, just Bitcoin, I mean Bitcoin obviously gets the mo- is the most well known uh, outside of the whole payments payments landscape. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would like to uh, nice having a mixture of sort of cash, of card, of mobile payments. The one payment method we haven't done yet uh, is check. 
so I would quite like to maybe bring in uh, bring in checks, which may be difficult because that, again, like with all forms of payment, it's all about trust and people don't really use checks anymore because, well, we've, we've all seen Catch Me If You Can and it's a bit of a pain to actually go and, and process it yourself. Agreed on that. I don't, I don't think I would make it out of the county with uh, just checks alone. <laughs> I, I know you can go to France for with che- with checks. We love them. Nice. We still love them. <laughs> so, um, what do you see? We we mentioned about you know adding a, a, a couple of things. What are some like um, what are some like outliers that you you might throw in there that we might not have thought of besides checks? Well, other paper forms like bonds could be quite uh, an entertaining thing to have someone to try and go around the world using only bonds. Maybe futures actually. To, uh, yeah. That, that could be quite an, an entertaining one that you get. You know, if you, if you help me out, would you would you accept accept you know the future value of X commodity? That could, that could be quite cool. Um, yeah. I, we we did wearables from London to Copenhagen. I, I I would quite like to bring that in and see if someone can go around the world using only something like a a contactless ring. Um, I should uh, I should point out and. Uh, a bit of a shout out to my brother-in-law Jordan, who did the race from Toronto to Las Vegas using only contactless. He did so well in Canada, so well in Canada. Entered the U.S. and nothing apart from Starbucks and Subway. And he didn't eat for a day. And he tried so hard to try and make it to Vegas using only contactless. But what do you? What do you? Uh, let's start with. Um, let's start with Amelie. What are your perspectives on the limitations currently in the U.S.? Um, well. In the U.S., uh, do, do you mean for Bitcoin or just in general? Uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, any just making it through this particular race, but I, I suppose more towards cryptocurrency. Um, well, limitation where um, I think perception uh, for crypto for cryptocurrencies in the U.S. Um, when I was in Chicago, someone told me, uh, "Madam, this is a dollar." Uh, economy. Uh, no one's going to accept Bitcoin. And um, I visited a shop called Bufacillus. I'm murdering the name of this shop every time I pronounce it. But um, that was a, a bike shop in uh, in Chicago. And they're more than happy using uh, like people paying in Bitcoin. But what they had, uh, what they were quite scared about is the media because um, when Bitcoin had such a bad reputation. People were accusing them of uh, of being criminal just because they were accepting Bitcoin. So that was like one of the limitations. Otherwise, I don't see like any limitation um, apart from regulation. If any regulation come into place, then that would be quite detrimental to the use of cryptocurrencies in the US. Otherwise, if there is no real uh, regulation and we managed to find a way to uh, get merchants to account it into their uh, their business into like their accounts or like pay tax on it then fairly easy to start accepting bitcoin start using bitcoin or any cryptocurrencies um, so yeah there's not really limitation i think in the u.s as long as you've got a phone a connection internet then you're just all set up ali what, what's your viewpoint on that it's interesting, actually, meant the tax thing there, because um, one of my favourite, my favourite fintech uh, stories. I love it when celebrities get involved. I, I absolutely do. Um, and the Fifty Cent saga of he's bankrupt, he owes X million to uh, in back taxes, 
And then, oh, all of a sudden, he discovers that he's actually got $12 million in Bitcoin. And then when it's revealed, oh, actually, yeah, well, you know, you've got to liquidate that and, and, and pay back your taxes, all of a sudden, oh, no, I was just uh, going along with it for the publicity. I don't have anything at all. He could still have that on a, U- on a USB drive. Um, I, I, I love the... There's both an opportunity there to is to bring some sort of regulation around Bitcoin. I'm I'm definitely not the person to to speak to speak to about that. But in in terms of the limitations, I would say because the U.S. has very much a tipping culture with everything, that makes it trickier for things like Bitcoin, things like card, because even though you still have the opportunity to you know. To, to, to round up and the like, it's still a very inbuilt thing that, you know, you, you round up, you, you leave a tipping in, in cash. So I think it's quite a deep set cultural, cultural, level, cultural level there. And even though it's nice, it does have its limitations when it comes to technology. Well, it's a great perspective from both of you. Um, we're, we're running a little short on time. I'm wondering if either of you had any final thoughts. Maybe we'd start with uh, Emily. Um, yeah, well, um, one of the main things that I've uh, really seen in, in the race is the, the community that there is behind crypto uh, currencies and behind Bitcoin. And just I just want to give like a big uh, shout out to the whole community and uh, yeah, the whole community in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because I think they are... Uh, extremely innovative extremely engaged and extremely supportive and this has been why one part of like the success of um of really like bitcoin on on this race is the help of the community and i think that's that's a real power in the future of money is when people recognize the value into it so yeah Big shout out to the community. Ali? Last of all, one of the things that I found really funny that happened to Emily in the US trip was she has a little uh, coin token just to kind of show, you know, I, I support Bitcoin. And there, it took me, I still don't fully understand, understand blockchain, but I'm, uh, I'm getting there. But I love that someone once said to Emily, oh my God, is that a real Bitcoin? Is that a whole one? So this is worth like $10,000 at the moment. And... I love that there's that kind of excitement around it, even if you know nothing or nothing. Yeah. So I think there's, there is an excitement. I think a quite sort of almost childlike wonder around what the world could be like, because don't forget, a hundred years ago, it was all physical coins and a bit of, and, and paper. And now we live in a world of ones and zeros. It's in such a short space of time that the acceleration we could, I've in a hundred years time, I don't know what the payment landscape is going to be like. It'll, it'll be interesting. Certainly. Um, yeah, the, the idea that the physical representation of, of Bitcoin um, that you mentioned is akin to seeing gold. Oh wow, is that is that really is that a real Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, so that that uh, that human nature is is definitely still an element. So, um, Ali, where can people contact you or find out more about um, about fintech finance? I'm uh, at Ali Patterson on Twitter. Um, I'm loving Twitter a lot at the moment, and you can visit us at uh, fintech.finance. Visit our website, sign up, put your address in, you will get a hard copy of our magazine in the post for free, um, forever, because, way well, hey, and sign up and you'll get regular video updates and, and latest payment-raised uh, news coming uh, coming from us. Excellent. And Emily, how about you? Uh, so on Twitter, I'm Amelie Arras. So this is A-M-E-L-I-E and A-W-R-I-S. 
Um, and for the website for Ad Astra Marketing is adastra-marketing.com. And uh, if you sign up, you're going to see the update on um, marketing tips for fintech and payment. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for, for joining us, both of you, Ali and Amelie. Uh, we're so glad to have you here today. And thank you for our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you here next time on Future Tech Podcast. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.